Leon's already said earlier, you know, there's so much going on in the world at the moment, but whatever's wrong in the world doesn't stop us worshipping everything that's right with God, does it? And a, a message as we've started and we've encountered God this evening, haven't we? His presence has been incredible, but I really believe there's more. And I've been really challenged in my own life recently on what a, a devoted life looks like. And I don't know if you have nailed your devotional life. You may be much better at it than me. But what I do know is this. Jesus was nailed, literally nailed to a cross because he was so devoted to you. So how we show our devotion back to him For me, I kind of think that's important. How we pursue Christ's presence is important. And we can pursue lots of things in life, can't we? We pursue dreams. We pursue excellence. We pursue careers. We pursue future partners. Many of you have been there, haven't you? You're with the partner you're with now. You've pursued them. You've hunted them down. You've won them over. I just want to say, be careful with that one now, because it's called stalking. (laughs) But for me, we have to be devoted first in order to pursue. And I want to throw something out for some feedback. I I want some um, conversation here this evening. What does a devoted life look like? So don't go quiet on me. What does a devoted life look like? Shout some things out. Not all at once. Very good. Come on. Good. We're getting there. We're warming up. (laughs) Great. Yeah, some words have already been mentioned. Sacrificial, obedience, discipline. We pray, we read, we meditate on God's word. We linger and long for more of his presence. We're servant-hearted. And some of us love the idea of serving until we're treated like a servant. And the Apostle Paul, he understood what a fully devoted life looked like. And it's why he, what he says in Philippians sums it up perfectly for me. He, he said this, for, for me to live is Christ and to die is gain. And Paul says this because Christ was absolutely beyond any doubt first in his life. There was no doubt where Paul stood. He stood with Jesus, his only priority was Jesus and we too can have lots of priorities in life can't we but should our main priority be Jesus for me three of the most powerful words in the Bible appear in Acts chapter 2 they're what started the early church and they were instrumental in her growth those three words were they devoted themselves They devoted themselves in order that they could pursue his presence. Acts 2, 42, the words should come up on the screen, says this. They devoted themselves to the apostles' teaching and to fellowship, to the breaking of bread and to prayer. Everyone was filled with awe at the many wonders and signs performed by the apostles. All the believers were together and had everything in common. They sold property and possessions to give to anyone who had need. 
every day, as already has been mentioned, every day they continued to meet together in temple courts. They broke bread in their homes and ate together with glad and sincere hearts, praising God and enjoying the favour of all the people. And the Lord added to their number daily those who were being saved. Wow. They devoted themselves. And as a result, the early church grew. And more or less everything, what I read there was what they did. But then we see what the Lord did. And that was added to their number daily. You see, it thrived first on personal and individual devotion to God within them. But then, guys, it started to spread like fire out of them. See, God is drawn to devotion, drawn to people that pursue his presence. And then we see growth. That's, that's what it says. Often, though, growth is uh, concentrated on first without really focusing on devotion or pursuing him. And Paul knew this. And in Philippians 3, 7 to 16, we get a, we get a picture of what a, a fully devoted follower of Christ looks like. It says this, But whatever were gains to me, I now consider loss for the sake of Christ. What is more, I consider everything a loss because of the surpassing worth of knowing Christ Jesus my Lord, for whose sake I have lost all things. I consider them garbage that I may gain Christ and be found in him, not having a righteousness of my own that comes from the law, but that which is through faith in Christ, the righteousness that comes from God on the basis of faith. I want to know Christ. Yes, to know the power of his resurrection and participation in his sufferings, becoming like him in his death. I, and, and so somehow attaining to the resurrection from the dead, now that I have already obtained all this or have already arrived at my goal, but I press on to take hold of what? Of that for which Christ Jesus took hold of me. 13, brothers and sisters, I do not consider myself yet to have taken hold of it, but one thing I do, you know this verse well, forgetting what is behind and straining towards what is ahead, I press on towards the goal to win the prize for which God has called me heavenwards in Christ Jesus. All of us then who are mature, did you get that? All of us then who are mature should take such a view of things. And if on some point you think differently, that too God will make clear to you. In that passage uh, of scripture there, that's Paul living out a, a fully devoted life. And Paul uses the word lost there, not just once, but three times. He's making the point, it's, it's emphasised, loss, loss, loss. And he's not talking merely worthlessness, but he's talking more than that. He says, the things I used to count as gain, I now count as loss. And in the earlier verses of that passage, he mentioned what he counted as gain, which was basically his position and his attitude. How many of us can have attitudes in Christ? You see, he was circumcised as a baby. He was raised in church. He was a religious leader. He paid attention that he did nothing wrong. He tried to make his own gains. He did stuff for God without really knowing God. And we can become just like Paul when we take what Christ has done for us for granted. See, Paul once killed people for their faith, 
But guys, our faith can be killed too when we don't keep Christ the centre. See, many treat Jesus as an add-on to their life instead of keeping him front and centre. People start out strong. There's no problem with that. But then whether it's because of tough circumstances, disappointments along the way, they fall away. And then apathy creeps in and it destroys that relationship when we're not fully devoted to Jesus. See, people can still like Jesus though. They give a nod to Jesus. They'll even high five Jesus. But that itself is the problem. They like Jesus, but they don't love Jesus. See, when Paul met Jesus, everything changed. He realized all his gains, all his attempts were worthless. I consider them a complete loss, he says. You may like Jesus. You may even be doing stuff for Jesus, but it's all for loss if we're not fully devoted to him. See, all that stuff earlier was a distraction to Paul. And once he realized, it, realized that, he let nothing, nothing take his focus from following solely after Jesus. It's all rubbish, he said, which literally translated means dung, excrement, poo. Do you want me to keep going? In today's language, it's S-H-I-T. It's that bad. It's pointless. Whether that's a career, whether that's money, possessions, houses, cars, a new building. <laughs> it's all rubbish unless we're pursuing Christ, unless we're fully devoted to him. That I might gain Christ, Paul says. Let me just go back a minute. It is totally right to celebrate our new building, but we're not going to stay. We're here celebrating that. We're not going to sit back, which could happen, and relax. It is the end of a 12-year journey, but it's also the start of a new one. See, our building is important, and the main reason we celebrate it is, it, it, we, the main reason we celebrate it is because it's a place where people might gain Christ. Man, that's my prayer, and, and whether that's for the first time. And I'm praying that this season is the greatest season we'll ever see in people coming to Christ, but also that we'll see more people devoted followers of Christ. Because as we read, it's as a group of people devoted themselves to each other and ultimately to Christ that God added to their number. And guys, as a community of believers, as a group of people, we cannot lose sight of this important message because if we do, what we do is all loss if we're not fully devoted to him. So what does a fully devoted life look like? Living it out together. Well, I want to say, first of all, it's a choice. And not just for the few, but for the many. You've heard that before somewhere. Not for the few, it's for us all, guys. We choose to stay united and not divided See, style and methods will change, but the message and the mission never will. So can we be devoted more to the message and the mission? See, in Acts, we read that they devoted themselves to the apostles' teaching. How we can skip that. They trusted in the leadership that was over them. And I want to say here that you'll have trouble in every area of your life if there's trust issues. 
It's one of the biggest problems in the world today. You only have to watch Jeremy Kyle to see that. I hate that program with a passion. It's everything that is wrong with the world. And guys, I'm being serious. We cannot let that creep into the church. You see, being devoted together should mean looking out for each other, stepping in and helping each other, even if it comes to selling our possessions. That's devotion, so united that nothing will break it. Nothing will hinder or distract the mission that Christ has called us to. And guys, the mission is people, if you haven't guessed. All people. We build people up and we let Jesus build his church. That's why he says, I will build my church and the gates of hell will not come against it. But how many of you know loving people can be hard? <laughs> Remember that though, when it comes to yourself with all our flaws and failures. And yet Jesus not only choose, chose to love you, he died to prove it. So can we be a people that love people? Firstly, and importantly, in this house, in this place, because it's by our love, the Bible says, it's by our love for one another, that people will see our faith. They will see that we belong to Jesus. So guys, can we commit to have each other's back and not stab them in it? Can we challenge people, even if it's in love, and hold people to account when this does happen? Because if we don't, we're on dangerous ground. We will become divided. Can we commit to set differences aside for the greater mission that's ahead of us? Can we commit to thinking the best, wanting the best and helping people have the best um, in their relationship, in their walk with Christ? Can we commit to helping meet other people's needs before meeting our own? And guess what happens when you do that? Yours are often met too. Can we commit to fully listening, people, listening to people before we jump in and speak? We have two ears and a mouth for a reason. I'm convinced of that. Can we commit to lay our agenda down for the sake of lifting Christ up? Can we commit to be a people that bring hope, healing and a heavenly perspective to everyone that needs it? Can we commit to be devoted to each other and of course to Christ who is completely devoted to us? Jesus was nailed to the cross because of his devotion for you. See, when we're fully devoted followers of Christ, when we pursue the resurrection power of Jesus, it's a different life. C.S. Lewis wrote this, Jesus did not come to make bad people good. He came to make dead people live. <laughs> Jesus came to give us life and life to the full. And it's as we're devoted to each other and ultimately to Christ that I believe we'll experience that life. It's then too, I totally believe this, that we'll see God add daily to our number. Because it's as we trust each other more that God will trust us with more. I want to invite the band to come back up short and sweet tonight. That was a, a devotional thought but I really think it's, a, it's an important one for the season that we're heading into. 
There were no more distractions, not building anyway. Well, not this one. But you want, I can bet you that the enemy will raise up other distractions. We've already seen it in some areas of the church, in people's lives, in circumstances and, and situations. So it's never more so important that we are united, that we are devoted to each other, that we stand together to see all that God has got for this community. Because I really believe that something major is coming. I really believe it's as we devote ourselves to each other, to what God has for Hales Owen. And we will start to see what many have been praying and believing for over nearly 40 years now. Guys, we're, we stand on the shoulder of giants. We're here because of one lady who prayed a, a daring prayer, who dreamed big, who had a great expectation. But as we're hearing, guys, God still has greater expectations for our lives than we do. There is still so much more than we can ask or imagine. But it starts with us. God wants to draw us deeper, but He can only go so far. We have to do the other bit of the journey. We have to be devoted and we have to pursue Him with everything we've got. Tonight, I'm saying I wanna be that person. I wanna be that people with you. I wanna journey with you. I wanna devote myself to you. I wanna stand with you. I wanna stand for you. I wanna see what God has. I wanna see what God has for this town, for this community. I wanna see that when a group of people can come together, I wanna see what God can do. Do you? Do you believe that he can? Can we make a commitment tonight to, to be devoted? Can we make a commitment tonight to, to not just have moments, not just come on a Tuesday once a month for encounter and, and experience and an incredible time in God's presence, but then wake up on a Wednesday morning and it's back to work as usual? Can we be a people that's devoted? that are changed forever, that are changed to bring God's kingdom to where we live, to where we work, to where we eat, to where we sleep. Can we be that? That's where I wanna finish tonight, guys. It starts with us. So I wanna, I wanna give you a moment. I wanna give you a moment as we sing, as the band start playing to devote yourself, maybe to make that commitment to God this evening Tuesday the 3rd of October is that the date at 9 o'clock we want to say God I've had enough of playing games I've had enough of playing church it's time to get serious it's time for me 
to pursue your presence with everything I've got. It's time for me to be fully devoted to you. And then to the person sitting next to you, because we devote ourselves to each other. And then we'll see everything that God, that God has got for this place. And if we don't, it's all loss. It's all for loss if Christ isn't at the centre. This evening, I want to ask you, what is it that's been distracting you? What is it that's been distracting you from, from taking your eyes off Jesus? And tonight is that opportunity to put whatever it is on the altar, to lay it down, whether that's your agenda, whether that's possessions, whether that's job, to, to lay it down so that we can lift Christ up. Can we commit to be devoted to each other, to champion one another, and at the same time, be fully devoted to Christ? Guys, it's time to nail it, because He first chose the nails. Let's stand. Father God, I want to thank you thank you so much this evening for your presence thank you so much that you meet with us that you choose to engage with us that you choose to be fully devoted to us done everything you possibly can you give us everything we'll ever need and I pray now Father that will will take up the mantle will commit Father to, to give everything back to you I pray that will commit to, to be a people Father God that are devoted to each other that will stand together through thick and thin through good and bad to see your glory everything you have for this community and we pray Father God that you would add daily to our number we pray as we trust each other more you trust us with more you trust us with your people this would be a place, Father, where they'd be welcomed, where they'd experience your grace, your mercy, and your unconditional love. So, Father, let's get our bit right. Let's devote ourselves and be fully.
fully devoted to you, I pray. In Jesus, in Jesus' incredible name. And everyone said, Amen. Guys, let's sing. Let's devote ourselves.